You're listening to A World of Empowerment Service from Angel Rose and Ahanu. Welcome to part two of our Shaco Canyon adventure. The last time we were in the planning stage and we were figuring out why it was at all necessary. And in order to further discover what was the draw, what was the attraction there, we decided to do a quantum jump. And in this session, we reveal the process of the dimensional jump that we did and some revealing information is uncovered that helps us decide to proceed and also helps us ask deep questions and get deep answers that are not to be found in any history books or in any tourist magazine. So have a listen and enjoy. This is Quantum Jump on the 6th of April 2022. The intention of jumping to Shaco Canyon to find out as much information as possible about it. I found myself immediately in the sky, way up high, like above the atmosphere. And it's like I was coming down a circular staircase, but it was, uh, it's very hard to describe, but it was like an energetic construct that allowed for the materialization of a body. So in other words, I start at the top of the staircase, looking down at Earth. I was ethereal, and the more you came down this circular device, like stepping down a circular staircase, the, the more material I became. And there was a point where, with my eyes, I could see down. It was all like transparent and everything. And I could see down onto the Earth's surface, and I could see the continent of the United States of America. Well, it wasn't the United States at that time, but that continent. And I could see directly into this area where Shaco Canyon is right now. And I could see that it was a beautiful circular administration of buildings and people. And it was divided in a north, south, east, west pattern. And it was a full circle. And there were radiating circles of buildings going out. And it was quite sizable, so I don't know what size that would be, but it looked like perhaps it was many, many, many square miles. And it was beautifully designed. The grids were mathematically exact. It was like sacred geometry, the way it was laid out. And no room for error. In other words, beautiful north-south patterns with, with circles, radiating circles coming out from the center. And as one of these beings coming down, I could see that they were materialized and had come from Lyra, Lyra. They were Lyrians. And everything was great. The earth was wonderful at the time. It was 
easy to live there. The earth grids were supportive. It wasn't as if there was extra equipment needed or anything. They had these bodies that were just materialized. So they were similar to what they were on Lyra, but just had materialized to accommodate for the new environment. But it wasn't stressful, in fact, it was beautiful. And then I found myself going back into ether. I, was, I found myself coming back up this spiral, almost out of my own control. And I was saying, no, I want to stay longer, I want to stay longer. And I couldn't. It was like I was being drawn back up this, this siphon tube that I had come down, this circular staircase, spiraling back up. And the further up I went, the more I became distant to what was going on down below. But before I lost connection with it completely, I realized that this was a settlement of Lyrans and that there were other colonies on Earth soon enough around the same time. I mean, there may have been a few thousand years, but in the span of time, it didn't seem to be much difference. But there was one in India, for example. The Egyptians were a race that had come down at the same time and built their metropolis at that grid point. There was others, there was Russian, there was German, there was African, there was one in Ireland, there was one in England. These were all like settlements of a similar nature from races of beings coming into Earth at around about that same time. And before I lost connection with it completely, I could see that they were independent, they were separate, yet they all had the same idea of colonizing. And at first they were peaceful with each other, recognizing that these other beings were all part of the one cosmos coming from different races in space, in the universe. But then it seemed to me that differences started to emerge. Like some races were smaller, some were colored, some had different intentions. And so conflict began to arise between them. And others became selfish about it. And invasions came to wipe out the other because they believed they were taking over the resources of the earth and so on. But I didn't get to get that far. That was just a a sense that I had as I was retreating out of the place. I don't have much more to report except that what we're looking at now all over the world is just remnants of that initial settlement, let's call it. And I did ask one or two questions before I left, like, did I stay there long? And I found that I did. I was one who was charged, I suppose, with the settlement of it, in the same way as somebody these days might be charged with settling Mars or settling the Moon or something like that, that you knew it was a, a mission that you had to stay with. And I get the feeling that we're back again now to pick up the pieces. There's lost soul pieces, lost 
fragments of our identity are attached to earth. And I didn't get too much more after that. It's like as if the further up the spiral I went towards home, in a sense, the less connected I got and the less answers I was getting. And it seemed to happen like in an accelerating kind of a way, an exponential way. The further away I got, the less materialized, the less information, the less I could see until it just went blank with me. And that was the end. I did do a second quantum jump arising out of that first one because I wanted more information. However, the second jump seemed to bring me back further in time and to a time that was a lot less settled than the first. Have a listen. This is a further quantum jump continuation of the experience in the exploration of Shaco Canyon. And this time the experience of quantum jumping was similar somewhat, but it seemed to be filled with a lot more turmoil in that it's like the origin of the journey in the first place from Lyra seemed to be a lot of dark clouds, smoke clouds and disruption. But I discovered the origin of the flat earth theory because tied in with Angel Rose's understanding of the split of the earth initially. And so this quantum jump, I found myself going to a section of the earth that had been split. And it was like as if you took an orange or a melon or something and just chopped off one slice of it. That would be flat. It would be dome shaped as it were. Well, not quite dome, but semicircular but a flat underneath and that was what the original part of the earth was and that's why people have in their memories this idea of a flat earth because it was indeed flat when it split that time and it was after that that all the the forces of nature more or less really in the same way as a lot of things in nature when subject to the forces of nature tend to be rolled and turn into a circle somehow because that's just the nature of the way that and spinning tends to kind of mold it into a circle so it's like as if all that turmoil that we hear about from that period of the earth forming it's like as if it was being squeezed and pushed into form a circle because now it became part of an orbit and therefore those orbits found themselves coalescing into circular forms. And that would explain it, but the original memory is from that plane, uh, which was a flat plane, of a chunk of the Earth that had split. And that was when the Lyrans, of which I was clearly one, came to Earth to... I'm not sure what the original purpose was, but it felt like as if it was to colonise it, to stabilise it, to pioneer the population of it to integrate it and to resurrect those who fell and those that were part of that original split. Now it was more difficult because it wasn't peaceful at the time because of the split it was in turmoil. You mentioned about tectonic plates and so on. The whole thing was moving and shifting and pulling and pushing and caving in and collapsing and emerging and bulging and all of those kinds of forces were going on as it tried to find its stability in an orbit 
in a new plane of existence. And we were here to help stabilize that. And we were bringing our own knowledge and experience and culture and ideas and everything with us. But it was all wholesome. I found it was very wholesome. We were trying to bring peace to a troubled land in a sense. And therein brought the origins of the frustration of the attempt to resurrect Earth. It's like there was other forces who didn't want it to be resurrected. Other beings were claiming the resources of the Earth for themselves. And that's when we hear these stories of mining for gold and mining for the various elements that were needed for their own civilizations. But the attempt of the Lyrians, Lyrians, was to restore and reconnect and replenish, reintegrate the earth. There wasn't much more than that that I got because we had to return. But the feeling is that it's like that's what's going on on the earth right now. We're experiencing the same kind of climate change because it never really was settled properly. The attempt was great. It was working initially with Atlantis. You had peaceful settlements. You had people using the energetics of the Earth for elevation of consciousness. You had love at work at play. You had love working to unite the Earth and to unite the peoples, the colonies, the races. You had love at work in the unification of parts of the human that were coming into existence at that time, the male and the female, and the process of recreation. And all of that was with the intention of love and rebuilding. But it seems that that got compromised. And it seemed that it was as a result of other races not wanting this to happen, interference, Corruption. Well, there was a, just a whole group of people who wanted to colonize Earth at the lower frequency. Colonize Earth at the, exactly, that was going on. And it's also when, when death began to become a reality here on Earth as well. Prior to that, there wasn't death as we know it now. No, there was ascension. And ascension was going home. That's what ascension was. You could come and go, and when you were going home, you ascended. So my experience, as soon as I went into the doorway, as I clearly heard it, it wanted us there to restore the ascension frequencies. That somehow with all that stuff that Hannah's been talking about, the ascension frequencies were lost. It reminded me of how when I had that dream when I was going through that train under the pyramids and how I was moving through hyperspace that that wouldn't happen if I didn't have the codes in me like the liquid mercury inside me to be able to do that so it was saying that's why I keep pulling the world card because the world card is the ascension card it's like when we activated Ishnak just us being there and agreeing to quote unquote our marriage activated the land there again and so the reason why it's asking us to go there physically is that the land still has the memory of what it was like, but it's been dormant because the codes were lost. 
time period now that is all about restoring ascension. What people are not understanding that ascension really does mean the ability to move between dimensions, like you were just talking about, the ability to downstep and upstep yourself and not be so dense, so weighted. And that what's going on on a bigger picture is the purification of, of all those lower memories of um, falling. Falling and becoming denser and losing our ability to ascend. But we have it, we still carry those memories of ascension and those frequencies. And that's why it wants us to be there, because it's like just being there on the land, when in a place where they knew how to do that and where they came and went, we'll begin to activate those frequencies on the earth again. So that's what I was getting was the whole reason for that. Because it's the original true spirit of ourselves, our original selves before the fall, is trying to restore our ability to be that. I got some additional piece of information now in that were like memories that were being sparked by you talking about that and ties in with recent events, believe it or not. I often wondered why we are in certain places, like why did we go to Ishnak, which is the crossroads and the centre, the navel of Ireland, in the same way as Shaco Canyon is like the navel, the crossroads, the four corners, the centre of the United States of America. And also Egypt is the crossroads of the grid lines of the earth in that particular location. And there are others, but... And you remember with Ashiana Dean, when she was putting out those books, I mean, Egypt is the great white lion grid. That's what it's called. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great white lion. Yeah. And then just the final thing, of course, is with, with Kimberly and the lion. And as you said, Ashiana Dean and that Lyrian connection. So there's a lot more to this, but there's a lot very exciting about it at the same time. Now, if you've got this far, you will have listened to the audio there, which wasn't possible to render as a video because it is more or less a meditative process. However, we hope you enjoyed it and you will see now the necessity for us to go forward. And in the next video, we will be on the road we will be going and that has its own challenges as we'll see. See you in the next session. Bye-bye. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio and on our website at wordofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Hit the subscribe button now.